So it's been a week now since I've been on Anchor. Actually, yesterday marked a week since I've been recording and listening to other people on Anchor. And I, I think Anchor is awesome. Um, and I guess this is just going to kind of be like my impressions after a week and just some thoughts and maybe a few questions about the app that I haven't quite figured out yet. But I think Anchor is amazing. Um, and I've tried different times to explain it to, to people. Um, and I don't know if anybody else has this problem, but it's hard to explain it to, to people uh, what it is because people ask me, well, is it like a social media app? And I just Google it. Well, in a way, it, it's kind of like that, but in a way, it's really different. Um, sort of like YouTube, but um, also different in a lot of ways. I mean, maybe that's the best comparison. Uh, sort of like just like audio YouTube. Because, um, you know, anybody could have made a YouTube channel and about anything just the way you can with, with Anchor. The difference is the amount of work required, I guess, to make a YouTube channel and to make it good and the amount of work required to make you know an anchor station um the simplicity and the accessibility where i can just pick up my phone at any moment and record something the second a thought pops in my brain um go back and add some more onto it later uh i think that just makes it really cool and really easy and accessible for everybody the first thought I have anytime I come across something new um, and I know Anchor's not like brand new but it's new to me um, the first thought I have is how can I use this as a ministry tool and that honestly is something that I don't think I've quite answered yet um, but I'm working on it Because the ministry that we're involved in is youth ministry. And while I have found a few teenagers on Anchor, I think the large, large majority of teenagers are not going to feel comfortable, you know, putting their unique thoughts out there for everybody to hear, putting their voice out there for everybody to hear. Um, I think it's, it's much easier for them to you know take a picture of themselves you know looking looking good and put that out there on social media with just a couple of words you know than it is to put your real thoughts and your real self and your real voice out there i'm not saying that to like take shots at teenagers or anything we were all there at one point right but i'm saying that to say maybe the demographic the age group that this station was originally kind of going to be geared towards um, is not going to be a very large uh, group on Anchor uh, just because of the way the platform works. So I'm just saying all that to say that as far as using it as as a ministry tool uh, for youth ministry, definitely don't think I've figured out the best way to do that uh, yet. But, you know, going to keep working at that and see what works, see what doesn't work, and uh, just make changes as we go. I do have a very important question, um, 
and I've Googled this. I've tried every way possible to find the answer because, you know, I don't like just to ask a question when I can easily go find the answer. Um, so I, I promise you I've tried and I haven't been able to find the answer, but I'm sure there are plenty of people that know the answer to this out there. So when I'm listening to someone's segment, uh, sometimes I'll see like these little emojis that come flying across the screen and I don't know where those come from. Is there somebody, is there somebody to put those on there? Is somebody putting that out there? I, my theory, and it could be like way off, but this is just, I've been trying to figure out where this is coming from. My theory is that it, that just stuff just happens automatically. Maybe it's based on what words that you say or whatever. Um, <clears throat> like I said, that could be completely wrong. It probably is. Um, but somebody help me out. If you know the answer to that, um, the only button that I see on the screen when I'm watching anybody's uh, or listening to anybody's stuff is the little applause button. And I don't see any way to add anything else other than that. But um, let me know. There's a few things I would like to see, you know, Anchor add or update or change. And number one, this was probably number one for everybody, but I'd like to see them make a way for us to reorder the segments after they're published or go back and add something in between segments, something like that. Uh, <clears throat> I was pretty frustrated when I found out that you can't do anything like that. So hopefully if enough of us uh, ask for that, that'll be something they'll change pretty soon. I also think it would be cool if you could record your own interludes like that and just save them as a permanent thing that you can add and add any time to your station. Uh, just make your own little sounds and stuff like that, but save them. Uh, that's, and maybe that's just me, but I think that'd be really neat. So yeah, custom interludes I think would be cool. And then I'd like to be able to see like more statistics and things like that about my station um again maybe that's just me i like to see the statistics and numbers and stuff like that but uh i would like to have access to more data so just some suggestions um those are all i guess minor things and it doesn't really uh compare to how cool um anchor is so I'm really excited about the future for this station or channel. What do you call it? Station channel. I don't know. I'm old, so I'm probably going to call it like a dial or something stupid, but um, I guess station. I don't know. Um, but I'm really excited for the future of uh, 318 Radio. I'm surprised by... I mean, I'm just really surprised that when I look back over last week, there's like five, you know, podcast episodes out there, and uh, I honestly didn't think I would use it, but maybe like once a week, or, you know, if, if even that often, and, but it was just so easy uh, to use that I just wanted to use it more, um, so, anyway, I feel like I have a, a ton of ideas going forward which I didn't start with a ton of ideas, but once I started recording and listening and things like that, just now I just have so many ideas. So I'm just trying to kind of pace myself and, and slow down a little bit and not just throw things out there. But, um, I, but I did this morning just kind of want to look back at 
my week of using the app and just kind of give a quick review for other people who may be kind of starting out or um, maybe there's other veterans of Anchor out there that can answer some of my questions. I mean, my, I guess my big question is what, what do I call it, a station, a channel, a dial, um, I don't know, I'm just being silly now, but alright, but I'm going to try to get off here and stay off here so I can get ready for church and uh, got a busy day ahead, so hope everybody has a day, uh, great day, blessed day, and I'll talk to you later. Hey, what's up, my I think I sent a call in, but uh, I don't know if it delivered. Anyway, I was just saying that uh, you really nailed it, man. I've been on this app for a couple months, and I hadn't thought of this app as audio YouTube, but that's exactly what it is, only with a little more social act interactivity like this call-in. Um, but, yeah, I don't think the kids are really on this app much. Uh, you know, um, they're all over on Instagram and Snapchat, and I think of... A big reason for that is that, you know, Instagram and Snapchat are video-based, which is more visual, which is more kid-friendly. And, of course, kids, they don't care if they're standing next to a pile of junker in their dirty room. They just do their thing, right? And they're not sensitive to their surroundings like adults are. So I guess my question is, is are you guys doing anything uh, with your ministry on Snapchat or Instagram? Anyway, enjoy and listening to you. You know, you mentioned that call-in feature and the interactivity, and I hadn't really pinpointed it before, but I think that's the single thing, like the call-in feature. Without that, I don't think Anchor would be as special as it is, um, but I think it's that call-in feature and the ability to, to just kind of connect with other people and interact with other people and comment on their stuff, and they can comment on your stuff. Uh, that just makes it really cool, just takes it to a whole new level. As far as your question about Instagram and Snapchat, um, well, first of all, I have like a personal thing with Snapchat. Like, I just I don't like Snapchat. And I'm I'm not ever gonna do Snapchat. But uh, and I think I might have said that about Instagram at one point. But I do have an Instagram page that I use uh, for our youth group. Uh, but I, it's different. I use it in a much different way. It's really just targeted just towards the, the kids who who come and who are regular, you know, regulars, I guess, is the word that I'm looking for, but, for example, you know, we'll put something out there with, like, announcements on it, or some pictures from youth camp, or, uh, you know, stuff like that, stuff that really people outside of the group would not even be interested in, um, but with this, uh, I don't want to use it that way, you know, I don't want to record, you know, hey guys, don't forget, I'm going to play basketball tomorrow morning, uh, you know, stuff like that. I, I feel like there's an opportunity to uh, reach a broader audience in a different way that doesn't exist on Instagram, really. So I guess it's just a matter of finding that spot where the students that I'm with all the time want to listen and other people who I don't know um, can also listen and enjoy and benefit um, and that those two things aren't somehow, you know, it's not like a one or the other, but that those two things can kind of coexist. So thank you for the call and uh, for your insight and I look forward to 
sharing some more thoughts about this later because I've been thinking a lot about the the kind of teenage demographic and anchor and I think there is a lot of potential there um, it's just gonna have to be looked at in a little bit different way but I'm I look forward to sharing some of that later and uh, thanks again for calling so here's why I think anchor could actually be more appealing to the teenage demographic potentially than your Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. So those sort of text and picture-based social media are appealing to all of us um, really for one reason, I think, and that's because it gives us a sense of community. On some level, it gives us a sense of, like, family. But those text-based formats like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat uh, are really flawed because everybody is not a good communicator when it comes to typing stuff writing stuff out um, you know if you've ever posted anything kind of sarcastically on Facebook and then people kind of take it seriously you know what I'm talking about um, so think about like a news article on Facebook you got the comment section uh, within that comment section there's really like a community of people okay now, anybody who's been in these comment sections knows that within five seconds, uh, ten seconds, that community of people has divided up into two groups, um, and then they'll spend the rest of the life of the comment section um, at war with each other, essentially. Um, and that's the, the communication just breaks down so easily and so quickly uh, when it's a text-based communication it's so much easier to talk at somebody than to actually talk to somebody. Now I've worked with youth and, and teenagers and, and been around them long enough to know that they're just like everybody else and maybe even more so when it comes to like desiring that community, you know, having that kind of family atmosphere, that family feel. And so while we may not realize it consciously when we're going on Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all that stuff. Um, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that community feel, that family feel. And uh, it's you may find some of that there, but what ends up happening over time is that it just becomes really... Uh, the negatives outweigh the positives, uh, if that makes sense. So today, Facebook is like kind of like the Walmart version of... Uh, it's like the Walmart of social media, right? Everybody hates it, but everybody still goes there anyway for some reason. Now with Anchor, we communicate with people in a way that we're, and when I say we, I mean all human beings are generally most comfortable with, and that's, you know, spoken word. Um, that is a much easier form of communication. That's something we're used to doing. We do it all the time. We do it every day. And because it's our best form of communication, you don't have as many of those communication breakdowns like you do in the uh, Facebook news article um, comment section. Because when you're talking and it's your voice and then you're hearing the other person's voice and there's a dialogue going on there, there's not going to be as much talking at each other. But you'll talk to each other. Um, you'll be respectful for the most part, you're going to be respectful, um, you're going to understand where they're coming from. Um, just basic, you know, communication skills that people just seem to completely lose 
when they get on uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. So in the little over a week that I've been using Anchor, one of the things that's just really shocked me about it is how awesome the community of people are. Um, you know, you listen to someone's station, and two, two, three different people call in, and you know there'll be a back and forth conversation that happens. And you know, these are different people with different backgrounds. They don't really know each other. Uh, they have many probably differences of opinions but they have like a productive conversation. Uh, you know, they respect each other's positions and things like that. And it's just, it's unheard of um, for social media. So once you actually get involved with Anchor, I think that sense of community is so much greater than what you find on other social media. And I think for that reason, uh, teenagers would definitely find Anchor more appealing um, than these other social media sites that they use. Now the problem with that is it's once you get involved with Anchor. See, getting involved is the hard part because it's not, it's going to be scary. Um, it's not going to be as easy as creating a Facebook profile, an Instagram profile, putting your three best pictures out there. Um, you know, posting the best part of your week each week, you know, or, or whatever, you know, because this is what we all do. You know, we, we build a certain persona. We put out there what we want people to see um, on social media. And it's kind of like the, the front cover of a book, right? And that's easy. Anybody could make a nice looking front cover of a book, but this what I'm doing now recording um, just kind of sharing thoughts and and feelings is kind of like the inside of a book and that's where it gets tough and that's where it gets scary um, because at that point you're really putting yourself out there you're really opening yourself up to uh, criticism and judgment and you know all those insecurities start popping up um, so while I think anchor offers like a much greater sense of community, much more awesome community than all these other social media apps. I don't know if there are that many teenagers um, who are willing to, to take the scary step to get involved in that community. So anyway, I have a lot of uh, stuff I need to be working on today, so I need to try to stay off of here today. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was really interesting to think about, uh, you know, what makes certain things popular, what makes certain things appealing, why certain certain things succeed and, and other things fail, and and I don't know. I guess it was just something that I was thinking about and wanted to, uh, since I do have heard a lot of really smart people talk about some things on here, I thought it might be something someone else might want to jump in and add something or maybe get some insight on. So I put that out there and. Uh, Y'all let me know what you think. All right, take care. Okay, so just got home not long ago from church. Um, kind of got the kids settled down and uh, got a little bit of downtime to respond to a few things. Um, 
I want to play, first of all, a couple of call-ins I got from Kurt earlier in the day. Um, I saw them when they came in, but I was just preparing for a thing we had going on tonight at church and just didn't have time to, to respond to them at the time. But uh, I want to play those call-ins, and I'll just have a quick and, uh, and a brief response. But uh, this is in regards to the conversation we were having earlier about uh, Anchor and other social media platforms, and then uh, and this is kind of has to do with Snapchat. I think you hit on something that's right on, which is just that those call-ins and the interactivity is what really can create a community around this platform. Um, yeah, you know, I think as far as teens, though, I really feel like that may be, uh, it's not going to be a natural thing. It's not, it's not I, I was going to say lost cause. It might not be a lost cause, but it's not going to be a natural thing. Kids are visual. You know, they're used to looking at something watching it play like YouTube is huge with kids and YouTube hasn't rolled out any audio only features which drives me nuts because I just want to listen to stuff you know but I think as we get older we become preoccupied with the activities we're doing and so we like just the audio whereas a kid you know he's just looking at video and not much else going on and I think that's our preference and I think that's why Snapchat is so huge. Yeah, I'm not actually like a real big user of Snapchat at all. You know, I get in there and just check some stories out at most. But I think it's a huge opportunity for kids and youth because, uh, you know, that visual component. And, you know, for what you want to execute on in terms of the idea of having kids sharing micro content with one another, um, Snapchat kind of owns that space right now. That's what the market's kind of decided and um, I'd be really interested to hear your commentary on Snapchat. I know it's like a god-awful annoying app for those of us uh, over the age of 18 because of its user interface is so wonky to us. But it actually does a lot of what you want to do. That is to say, you know, put into the mix a, you know, the, the, the group conversations through stories or the private conversations through things like the individual snaps to smaller groups. So that sad sound you just heard is the sound of my heart softening slightly towards Snapchat. Um, Kurt, you're actually the second person in about a 24 hour period who has uh, told me I should get on Snapchat and uh, I don't doubt at all that both of you are right, uh, especially since the other guy is one of my really good friends and uh, he's the same guy that suggested Anchor to me and lots of other stuff that I like. Um, so I'm saying there's a chance. Uh, maybe I'll check it out in secret. Um, see what they see what the hype is about. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's just it just comes down to people that are my age, uh, and if you, especially if you have to spend a lot of time with teenagers, uh, just getting easily annoyed by uh, trendy things like Snapchat. Um, I did like a whole thing rant on it the other day. It's it's on one of the podcasts, but anyway. Um, slightly softening my heart towards that and I think I may look at it at least but if anyone hears this uh, and you know me and you know where I live 
if I ever post a picture of myself with dog ears, please come to my house and stop me by any means necessary. Okay, so anyway, uh, thanks Kurt for talking through the whole anchor thing with me. Actually, sometimes you just need to talk through something before you get some ideas and kind of get a sense of what direction you should go. And I feel like I got some of that uh, today. And uh, just want to say thanks for, for listening and participating. Hope you have a good night. So I think that's going to do it for me tonight. Uh, big day tomorrow. Our son starts school back. He's the only one of our kids who is old enough to go to school yet. So um, I'll be answering about 5,000 less questions every day. Okay, now tomorrow, because I know there's people out there just anxiously awaiting for me to say what I'm going to be talking about tomorrow. So I want to go ahead and tell you. Tomorrow, uh, I want to talk about missions because I've had um, some really good conversation. Honestly, I'm very inspired by... um, the words that I've heard from Travis, uh, if you don't follow Travis, it's Travis Moffat. I would highly suggest following him. And um, I just kind of asked him some questions about missions, and, and man, I got some really awesome answers. Um, really inspired, um, really good ideas. And so uh, I can't wait to kind of uh, talk with my wife and plan out some stuff and see what direction we want to go. Um, but we definitely want to go in the direction of making missions and evangelism and service uh, the number one priority in our youth ministry. Um, honestly, it was always our goal to have those things be the number one priority. Uh, but I think you have to be intentional about always making sure those priorities don't get out of order. Um, so we're definitely going to be doing some some evaluating and, and reordering, but we'll get into this conversation a lot more tomorrow. I'm very tired. Um, it's been a long and busy day, but a great day. And uh, so I just want to say thanks to everyone who listened, who hit the little applause button. Okay, my child is making all kind of crazy noises. Who hit the little applause button, um, who favorites our station, who calls in. Um, and thank you to the folks that uh, make good stuff for me to listen to because Monday through Friday when I'm sitting at my desk and stuck at work and I can't really put much on there, um, I do enjoy listening to all of your content. So I uh, hope everyone has a great night and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>